0: Hello guys, this is Will here. Welcome back to the Res Roots podcast. I want to thank you guys for joining in. I also am excited for this very episode because I've heard uh, that he was coming down this way and I was like, no way he's really coming. I reached out to him about, was it about a week ago, a week ago or so, maybe two weeks. I was like, you want to get on this podcast with me? So I was glad that it was able to work out, but I also just wanted like, share about like how much he has impacted my life and how much he has poured into me as a as a bigger brother for those that don't know who i'm talking about i am talking about our very own brad Hutchcraft. so i'm really i'm really happy that you're able to be on this podcast because i want you to know and i've told you before you know you're just you're somebody that i look up to and you know a bigger brother to me so i do want to say thank you for joining this podcast and yeah would you like to introduce yourself brad well first of all you didn't tell me you're gonna make me cry at the
1: beginning i thought that was later on in the podcast but I, no i i'm just super excited to be here um i love what you guys are doing with the hope team and this podcast and everything i will say i was a little surprised because your listenership is about to plummet wildly with me being the guest but you know i think you'll work your way back up it's all right um, no i seriously well what you said that means a lot to me because you know we um just the way we've gotten to know you over the years it has been a privilege for us we view it as something that is an honor and uh just the fact that you kelly some of the other folks involved here continue to have an open spot for us to be part of your lives uh it just means a lot to us so i'm excited to be here today i don't know what you're going to grill me with but i will talk <laughs> to yankees all day long if you'd yankees. Let I'm just like no one else that'll really lose people so
0: or uh, talk about the knicks they please don't yeah. <laughs> that's even worse <laughs> they were doing good they but, were <laughs> i don't know what happened to julius randall <laughs> oh my goodness yeah yeah man just, yeah i've just been been looking forward to this day um I'm also sorry to the listeners. My voice sounds really probably really like some. <laughs> I was actually up till about three or four in the morning finishing up this paper. Gee, that so, late? yeah, oh my goodness. I was like only slept for like a good three hours.
1: <laughs> what happens when you're getting close to graduation? It's like this just keeps getting harder. yeah,
0: so wow. I feel like i I still don't know how I feel about the paper. so <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting to hear back from my professor, like. They look okay. <laughs> wow. But yeah, so... What it, class is it for? Uh, Global Church History. And Ooh. it was definitely uh, our professor. I feel like he's probably well-known. Yeah, his name's uh, Vince Bantu. All right. And he he talks about, like, uh, talks about, like, how to look at Christianity in an Eastern point of view instead of a Western point of view. Oh, wow. Okay. So, like, yeah, that, I mean knowing that he is uh he's african-american so like this is really cool just to hear you know that we talked we talked a lot about you know the church history timeline and then kind of like how it affected not just like his people but also how it affected native america that as, as well wow so like just from hearing from his point of view and like from a minor minority point of view yeah i was like man it's so the whole class was just mm-hmm. good and but well it gives you a bigger perspective.
1: It gives you it helps you see things in the whole instead of just a part. And yeah. that's pretty cool. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, so that's it's definitely been there been a good class. It was a one week it was kinda of like a fire hose though. So wow, it was just like, one week. Yeah, it was Dude, a one like a week whole class. semester
1: kind of class. Yeah
0: yeah eight to five right yeah eight to five full immersion right there that
1: wow that's intense
0: yeah then the final paper was due today and yeah Yeah, we'll see how that goes but uh yeah it was it was good though the content and i still got all the the files that he shared with us like the like slideshows and presentations and the notes so did you
1: ever okay young will sitting there growing up did you ever envision in your dreams that you'd be taking a class called global church history no
0: (laughs) not at all that's pretty
1: cool come on you come really far in just the steps you've taken and the way you've grown over the years and just the all that you've studied here and that's brought you to this point it's just so cool
0: (laughs) Hey, hold on. Did I ever tell you how I heard about IVC?
1: I don't think so.
0: Well, it was in, well, the first year of WLS that I ever went to, 2011, heard about it. And then uh, one of my cousins actually came down here that year. Okay. I think it was just for a semester, I think. But then I graduated high school in 2014. That was actually my first year on the team. And Daniel was on stage, you know. Really promoting IBC. And then, you know, Bill and Lori, as soon as Daniel got done, Bill and
1: Lori looked right at
0: me, like, like, gave me that head nod. And I was (laughs) like, no way, man. It's like, who would want to go to a Bible college? Like, who would do that? Like, that sounds like, that sounds too strict, like, too boring. And then, bada bada boom, a whole year later, I'm here. And then, (laughs) and then little did I know that, you know, that. You know, coming here really has changed my life. You know, learning more about God, but not only that, just learning about myself and allowing others to come into my life to walk through my healing and the past traumas that wow. I had. So,
1: well, the uh, IBC it's biblical relational transformational. transformational yeah. yeah, you you, I think have modeled that as you've gone through here because yeah. it it. Well, it certainly hasn't been boring all the time, has it? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> There's been some adventures along the way, but I hadn't heard that was the first time you heard about it. Yeah,
0: funny. it was. It was funny because I was, I was like, man, I just didn't. It just didn't sound appealing to me. Like, who do to go to Bible college? Yeah, like, eh, not me. <laughs> you yeah. so, And God has a great sense of humor. So, <laughs> I yeah.
1: definitely learned early on never to say never. Uh, yeah. was, nope, not that. I mean, even. When, um, I, you know, there were people who were like, well, how'd you wind up doing what you're doing and everything and working with on Eagle's wings. And I knew what I was going to do. I was going to go into, I was going to do Christian radio. I was going to go into Christian broadcasting. My dad had, he's done radio his whole life. And I'm like, you know what? I could be a DJ. I could be, <laughs> do morning shows. I love that. And, um, then I, I graduated my uh, senior year of high school my family went on a trip to the Navajo reservation and connected with some people who were doing awesome stuff there. And I, uh, there was just this one young person I talked with and I, she was 10 years old and I got to tell her about a relationship with Jesus. And she came up at the end and she just said, she knew we we're doing stuff later in the week. And she said, if I come to what you're doing later in the week, will you tell me more about Jesus? And she just had this big smile on her face. I'm just like, it was one of those things where you can almost audibly hear your heart shattering into a million pieces. You're like, God just broke my heart right then and there. And it was like, I can't do what I was going to do. God has something different. He wants me to do. And it was, if you had asked me, would I be living in, you know, I grew up in near New York city. I was like 10 minutes from everything. If you had asked, would I be living an hour and a half from the closest Walmart in this native community and everything for almost 15 years don't think that would have been on my checklist and now i can't imagine life without it i mean it's just the experiences god has given me and the lives he's allowed me to be part of it's just when you let god work even in the things you're like "Mm, i don't think so uh when you open it up to him it's amazing where he can take your life that's for sure and i've I've experienced that over and over again
0: dang that's really cool because uh, it was funny because I was about to ask you you want know, to share your testimony. Yeah. Oh, I got that idea. Yeah, <laughs> and then I was like, I'm going to time you four minutes. Uh, <laughs> hope story, hope story number one is very <laughs> young Brad Hutchcraft. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah I mean, the O.W. basketball yeah, court. Yeah, like, can you go hold the basketballs real quick? No. Oh, my goodness. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's crazy because, you know, I grew up and I actually Jesus in my heart at an early age, but I got to tell you, junior high years into the early high school years, they were rugged. Uh, The things that I struggled with, it was similar to what a lot of people struggle with. And it was, um, you know, dealing with a lot of bad sin choices in my life and just saying, no, I got, I'm going to run my life my way. And then realizing he, he had to give me some serious wake up calls where I lost friends, where I lost trust of people I really cared about, lost trust for my parents for a while because I was just lying about stuff and all these things. And what God has shown me is, you know what, I can use the broken, messed up people when they are willing to say, look, I'll surrender to you, God, and I'll lay down my dreams before you, and I'll lay down who I am before you. So, you know, even though I had Jesus in my heart at an early age, it didn't take root, I don't think, (laughs) until I was carrying a Bible to school in high school, and the life I was living behind the scenes, that's part of what hurt so many people, was it was like, There's the go-to guy if I've got a problem. And then when all these different choices start coming into the light, that was not a fun time in my life. (laughs) But God still, he restores us and he heals us up. And um, I got to tell you one cool thing though. So when you lay stuff down before Jesus, the things he'll do with them, doesn't always work out the way that we think they will. But he said, lay down your dream of doing radio. About five years into being on the reservation, he opened up this window for filing for low power radio stations with the FCC and the community we were in, we were able to do that. And so he gave me my dream back of doing radio because we started a radio station a Christian radio station, just was playing, you know, Christian hip hop, the stuff, everything like that. And just trying to do some fun things for the community and uh, have a good influence and all that. And so all of a sudden I was running a radio station while being able to do what he's called me to do and it was like all right god i gotcha you you know better than i do all right <laughs> so yeah mm-hmm. so it, it's just really cool um but it takes a lot of sacrifice along the way um but man had a lot of fun along the way too there are people like it's is it hard is it hard and yeah there's hard times but there's a lot of joy and a lot of fun that i've got to have along the way including with you
0: guys yeah definitely i think uh one question i was gonna ask you too that came to my mind was, you know, like, with, you know, with your dad, Ron, Ron, he was, you know, he's really... Who has cooler shoes than me? Yeah, the red yeah. shoes. Yeah. And I also get I get red shoes because of Ron. <laughs> That's where <laughs> honestly, that. it all came from was, like, Ron's red shoes. I'm like, man, I want to get some That's red awesome. shoes like him, so... Yeah, people are wondering why wear red shoes. <laughs> That's literally where I got it from, is Ron. So, That's fantastic. Yeah. So, but I was gonna ask you, like, what was like the challenges of you know, you know, how big of Ron was, you know, you know, sharing God's word, being a, you know, going to the, all these places to be, you know, sharing about God and doing what and seeing God work in his life, and like, what was the challenges for you wow. as as for you to be as a father like that? good question. And like how was, like, cause you know, like there's, there's some people that I know that there's some people that struggle with, you know, being like a, like a youth pastor's kid or a pastor's kid. And they, uh, they feel like it was the right word, like entitled, like yeah. they feel entitled to, you know, follow their
1: lead. But yeah, no, you know. I think, um, some cool things about my parents growing up is that they, first of all, I don't think I knew that my dad was really known a lot of places until I was a little older because, he's a really humble guy i mean he is just he lives that out in his life it's never been about what he's doing it's about just doing what god asks him to do and so i mean he was traveling internationally he was speaking overseas south africa and ireland yeah, and all these different places so and yeah and he's traveling cross-country yeah. and he's i got a radio program now that's on uh over a thousand different radio stations around the country and everything and all this stuff but he's just always been dad to me where he's just mom and dad prayed for us. They loved on us. Um, they disciplined us. And I mean, I got, I got um, this. Uh, not maybe like today's discipline either. Uh, the, it was, you know, they, they, it was, they disciplined us in a way that was fitting for the things we did. It wasn't out of anger or anything. They always made sure, Hey, this is because we love you. And they would always talk with us before him. But all this kind of how known my dad is, was just, it was something on the side. And I think part of it was dad always included us. Mom and dad both included us in what they were doing. So dad would get invited to speak someplace in the, you know, Florida, I remember once. And he was like, I can come if I can bring my family because they're on break. And so it was like when he could have us around, we were part of what he was doing. It wasn't just dad out here and then dad at home. It was, this was all his life. So I think the, the fact we felt part of it really helped wasn't well, feel pressured to be a certain person they wanted us to love Jesus they wanted us to live the right way but it wasn't um it wasn't because of who they were I remember there was one point I think it was junior year in high school like I said I was making bad choices and they confronted me on some stuff and I just I remember like yelling at my dad and I know I don't yell much now you guys know but uh, they, but <laughs> I I was just yelling I'm just like I don't want to have to live up to your name anymore if you couldn't see heartbreak, I saw it in my dad right there. And all his response was, it wasn't angry. It wasn't a punishment thing. He said, I want you to know, I never wanted you to live up to my name. I want you to live up to the name Jesus has for you. And I was just like, what the? (laughs) the, the, That made such an impact. I've carried that with me to this day, that it is, It wasn't about, I think that's a mistake a lot of pastors and ministry leaders make is you've got to live a certain way because of this public image that we have and everything. Not all pastors feel that way. A lot of them just want their kids to live up to the name of Jesus, but it feels sometimes like it's, I've got to live up because I might give us a bad name or something. Dad didn't care about that. Mom didn't care about that. It was just about we want you to do what God wants you to do. We want you to be who He wants you to be. So it wasn't about choose this college or this college or this profession. It was listen to Jesus and go where He leads you and learn to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So I I would say that I the any scars I have from growing up are because of choices I made, not because of expectations my parents had for us. And I'm mm-hmm. so grateful I can say that. So mm-hmm. I I love the the family we've got and i love the way that my mom and dad raised us for
0: sure yeah definitely that's thing that really struck me about you know Ron saying, don't live up to my name live up to jesus name like man that's yeah by the way i was a little um, humbled by that right there yeah, i was just like
1: okay i'm gonna go over here now i mean yeah, it's like <laughs> there's like man, no way to come back oh yeah well no i mean you're just you're done That <laughs> should drop yeah. the mic and we're, we're done but but that was just his heart that was just his heart for us and um, I'll be honest like a lot of kids growing up I didn't always think that it wasn't like yeah discipline's great <laughs> I mean you know the things that we walk through sometimes you don't see it then but especially when I got to college and then when I got to living on my own and everything it was like I get why they did that mm-hmm. and now I find myself doing the same thing uh, with, nice. with my kids and mm-hmm. and trying to raise them in a way that they will that's not about, my name or anything else or anyone else's name but about the name of the one that created them and, and living up to that uh, and you guys have seen I still with my uh just like our parents did with us I love that our kids are part of what we do they're right there with us all summer they're yeah. right there on this trip with us now out here and everything they are they're just part of what we do I wouldn't want to do it without them
0: yeah so I my next question um so from what I believe, is that you also were actually a part of the Audience wings ministry, right? Like you actually was sleeping on the floor, I was. you were with the guys. <laughs> so, like, wanted to ask, like, what was what was that experience like? Was that like was it like kind of like an eye opener for you as working alongside with you know other native believers, or was oh, it? Oh man, I learned so much. I some of
1: the best memories of my life. Are from sleeping on the floor with guys on the on Eagles Wings team and everything and doing life there because the first you know I oversee on Eagles Wings now, the first I don't know five, six years I was a team member. Um, it, they had loose standards then. No, uh, they, they, <laughs> I was I was helping out on the team and I was doing all this. Um, even I was even longer than that, even longer than that, and it was, it was so awesome because when you just like with anything, you learn stuff by just being around people uh, who are different than you, who, I mean, that's not how I grew, I grew up in the suburbs and of New York City. And yeah, there was, it was kind of intercultural, you know, I had friends from a lot of different cultures and races and everything, but not native friends. I mean, that wasn't, at least not that I knew of, I mean, and mm-hmm. so it was, so to have that experience and to learn that way, there's an old saying, it's better to, you uh, it's you learn more that's caught than taught. And so you're you you you're taught things and you learn them as you go. But then all of a sudden you're immersed in a situation and you're catching things from other people like, oh man, then I'll be honest, if I hadn't done that, boy, I would not get the sense of humor and how you guys bust on each other. Because uh, it is, <laughs> uh, I love that I experienced it because people would bust on me. And then mm-hmm. I was like, oh, and I can bust on them. And I mean, it's, uh, and yeah. it was the sense of humor is, awesome and it's fun and it can be brutal (laughs) it is (laughs) but it is I I think it was a it was it made me so much richer in who I am and my life experiences because I got to do life with native young people like you guys who just have a make a difference heart and I learned so much that's I loved it I am and I won't go start going down memory lane because I mean all right, I'm gonna share one just because. Um, the, uh, we're in Alaska, two years with the team, and I just remember uh, we're in staying in this church, kind of between villages, and uh, it's it's the first place I saw. It. It's like 2 a.m. and it's like dusk outside. It's not even dark, and you're like, "What's going on here?" And there's a guy like throwing a frisbee to his dog in the yard outside the church. I'm like, "Is that a vampire?" I mean, it's just you know, it is is really weird. And then in the middle of the night. There's a uh, that we still talk about this memory to this day. Um, someone that I won't name, uh, who's called Jason Batiste, um, but uh, <laughs> uh, some may know him. But uh, he just uh, he sits straight up in the middle of the night. He's asleep. Most of us are still awake, and he just wakes sits straight up and he's like, "Don't touch me, or I'll cut you." <laughs> just lays back down falls back asleep we're all terrified at Whoa. that point but i uh, know we're we're just like so we're all just dying laughing and it was just it's stuff like that where i mean you're just you're having fun together and you're in the battle together of man mm-hmm. we're facing spiritual warfare together we're sharing jesus together we're laughing together we're eating together i mean it's just it it just is a real special part of my life
0: Oh, it's crazy is that I can say that was the same same experience for me when I first went on the team because like I was like I remember uh, there was a guy that he, he was really like recommending it to me like man you really got to be on the team you really should be on the team and I was like man I'm I'm not sure like I'm I'll, I'll apply and stuff and it was super last minute it was like and it was the last very last day I remember that the, <laughs> very last day before we or WLS and I was like oh man. I don't think I'm gonna get through, but I'm just gonna turn it in anyways. And I remember uh, going checking out the list with one of my friends. His name's Tyler. And uh, going down the list, and boom, right at the very bottom was my name. I was like, oh man, I really made it. I was like, no way. And I was really happy and stuff, I was all excited. And then boot camp, I was like, Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> that first day, it's like, what did I get myself yeah, into? Yeah, I was like, okay, and now I'm kind of getting scared because, like, you know, I was like, I don't know these people, but um, it was really cool, like, you know, for, like, Ron, you know, Mama Hutch, oh, and you, and Doug, and all the hutchcrafts, you know, guys were really welcoming me, like, welcoming, and then I really felt the hospitality in that. I remember, you know, like, going to our very first reservation in uh, Fort Duchesne. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fort Duchesne, and I remember, I was like, man, this is really scary, and that I'm out here on the basketball court, but I think that's when I realized, like, man, I'm actually serving along these, native, native believers, and native brothers and sisters and sharing the gospel. And I remember, uh, I still actually remember uh, the guy's name that I very first talked to. Are you serious? Oh, my goodness. I don't know if I want to share his name, but (laughs) um, I, yeah. Wow. And I actually remember uh, that night before, I was, like, talking. I I remember I shared. I was like, yeah, I don't feel like I'm equipped to come here. I don't feel like I should be sharing the gospel or like i feel like i don't like i was really just down on myself and felt really like doubted myself and i remember uh i, know, I think it was um his name was Aaron, Aaron Collins. So oh so yeah, I, yeah 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 so he he uh reached out to me after that and he said he prayed with me and then uh, my big sieve that i had and he prayed with me as well wow. and then that the last final night there and that's when i was able to talk to him and, Gave me that, you know, I was like, man, just for, you know, God using me as a, you know, as an instrument in that moment to be with that guy, for a kid that was struggling with, you know, that grew up in a domestic violent home that struggled with, you know, just the feeling of loneliness and all these other things. And for me to relate with that, like, oh, yeah, I did the same. <laughs> but I think that's where, that's part of
1: why we love what we get to do is, there are some people, you know, and I get it. There's some people who are like, well, you're not native and you're you have this organization, and everything. It's like, but it's because we we want native young people to know they're created for so much more. It's not that we want to have something happen for us. We want something to happen for you. We want there to be that realization that, yeah, maybe I've been sold short in life. Maybe I've been told things that make me think I can't do something and You guys are, we tell people all the time, and we mean it, that if the church today, if Christians today were as bold as the On eagle's wings warriors are, this would be a very different world we live in, because you guys get out there, and it's terrifying to go out onto a court and be like, yeah, I'm going to go talk to someone over there I've never met about (laughs) Jesus. Sure, (laughs) let's do that. I mean, no one's doing that. You guys are. You guys are saying, I'm signing up for this, and I want to make a difference for my people. And whether it's through On Eagle's Wings or someone just listening to this podcast, I hope people realize they can do more. They can. There's always something when you trust God, when you lean into him, then he's got something bigger for you. And it's not about an organization and it's not about whatever else. It's about that name, Jesus, of saying, hey, I can live up to this and he can use me. It doesn't matter what brokenness I've been through. Because I can be made whole through him, and you guys have proven that over and over again, and life's not perfect. We still have the things that trip us up, and I still make mistakes, and I still choose sin sometimes, and it's like, but when you know how to pick yourself back up and say, I've got a God who forgives me, and I have that relationship with him, I've been able to say, Jesus, I know this relationship I'm supposed to have with you. You guys say this all the time, but I don't have it because of sin, but I can have it because Jesus died on the cross for me. I just have to choose it. I just have to choose it and say, Jesus, come into my heart and help me have this life with you. It changes the life forever. And so I just, I love that we get to see what you guys do. I think it was, if I remember right, was it Reno Sparks where you
0: shared your hope story the (laughs) first time? I remember I was actually, I think we were in Hopi and then I was like asking Ron, I was like, I don't know if it felt like it was... uh, at wrong or whatever but i was like hey ron can i share my yeah. testimony we like to hear that from people That wasn't it reno yeah we, yeah because i still remember
1: i remember i vividly remember i can picture the court i can picture where i'm sitting and everything and i can vividly remember listening and i'm just like what now uh, i mean seriously because there were things that you did not write down on paper on your hope story that all of a sudden and you guys do that to us all the time Where all of a sudden you're just like dropping something on the court and we're just like what (laughs) and and it is but i remember you could it was a kind of kids running around everything and you could hear a pin drop because of what you were sharing and because of the way you talked, the way you were sharing and everything man that was that's a that is a highlight moment for me in the history of on eagles wings it's one of those that i always remember uh because you were living in a very bold way first year you're just like I'll
0: do it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I remember because I was like, I was like, Ron, can I, I was like, it would be cool if I could it'd be cool with you, if I could share my story and stuff. And he was like, oh, well, we already got, he already had the rest for this one. I was like, okay. And then he has had me opening it up on the arena. <laughs> I was like, oh man, the very first speaker. I was like,
1: yeah,
0: that's scary. And But I think, you yeah, know, I would say that would be a highlight too because I think it was either that night or sometime in that in that I can't fully remember it but I do remember mama hutch mm. she uh she actually um told me this was you know for me like I grew up without you know a mother a mother's uh, love or a mother's affirmation and I've always knew her and everybody else knew her as you know a mom a yeah. mom and she uh she I think she sat by me and she actually was like she was like, I heard about you sharing your story. And, you know, I heard a lot of great things about what you've done and the or you know, what God has done in your life. And, she, and it really struck me to my heart that she was like, I want you to know that, you know, you're doing a good thing. I'm proud of you for how far you have come in your life. And God is still gonna be working more. And I was like, and as I was trying to tough, be tough, and that <laughs> cries, like, I was like, I'm good, I'm good. But I would say that was a big highlight. I mean, one of the biggest highlights I ever had was, you know, just, you know, it's just like how you, are like, I can really see, like, you know, what you were saying about, you know, your mom and your dad. They really showed that with us as well. They shared that that love with us too. And, and was, how cool is that? That they, I mean, seriously, they're not just. People, the question I
1: get all the time is like, "Who's your dad really like at home?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Like that?" I'm like, the, 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 "He's the same. He's telling the same bad puns yeah. <laughs> at home as he is in <laughs> public, and everything." Yeah. And it is, but and that's why they love you guys the the same way, and we love you guys the same way. And and I think for us, we will forever be grateful. Great, probably gonna get all misty here or something, but the uh, that's just me. Um, the uh, we're our family, our Hutchcraft family, my sister's family, the Whitmer family and everything. We will forever be grateful that there are native young people and native adults and everything that open up their lives to us because we are we're guests. We're visitors. We're we're just people who have been able where you guys have said, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to let you in a little bit now a little bit more. a little bit more and the fact that we can be there for that i mean it it means the world to us because we don't it's stuff we don't deserve none of us deserve this Mm -hmm. stuff and um but god says you know what when you're faithful when you're when you love others like i love you that's when you get to see some pretty amazing things and that's that's what we're trying to do is just live out the love of jesus whether it's to my family whether it's to my wife whether it's to you guys, other team members, whoever it is that God puts in your path—that's and Mama mm-hmm. Hutch, my mom, boy, did she live that out. Yes, uh, she loved you guys like nobody's business. I mean, she she loved you guys a lot. Great, you get me crying now I'm with mom. I mean, yeah, anyway,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like you it got me crying too. Right. So it's, <laughs> it's it's really cool just to see you know how you know God has been working in you know your guys' family's life and how it's, you know, working in our, in the whole On Eagles Wings Ministries life as well. I think one thing I would wanna like just encourage as, for me, you know, there were times uh, where I did actually drift away. There were times where I slipped, stumbled, and for me, I call that a a fallen warrior. Mm. And one thing that I had to remember was who I am in God. Yes, God loves me. I'm his child. I'm his son, his masterpiece. And when you forget, like when a warrior forgets who they are, they will tend to forget who God is. Yeah. And they forget. They forget like, oh, man, like, you know, like I've seen a lot of people on, you know, in the battlefield, in the trenches, in the basketball court you know, really just fighting for these, you know, for these lives and these souls to, you know, come to know Jesus. And that's what I mean by, like, they tend to forget who God is. Mm. So I always say, like, never forget who you are and never forget who God is. Mm. Because that's, you know, for me personally, like, yeah, I, you know, I still, you know, I still struggle. I still stumble. I still fall. and Knowing that I am fully secured in Christ and nothing can take that away from me. And I know, if, you know, for like us as the warriors, you know, that will never be taken away from us as well. And that is so good. And it, it's so true. And I, I encourage people that, mm-hmm. um, it, it's
1: one of the most heartbreaking things for us when a warrior does fall and they stay down because, not because we're disappointed in them, not because it's, it really, it goes back to what my dad shared with me. It's not about living up to a certain standard that we set. It's just because we know there's so much more in them, that they're created for so much more, whatever career it is, whatever they do in life, they're created for more in Christ. And, and they can use whatever they do for his glory. But, you know, when people fall and they stay down, it's just like no, come on, get back up again. And so find people. If you're someone that has fallen, and hey, I'm in a tough time getting back up. Get near some people. Go to a local church. Go to local believers or some people of Jesus, and be honest with them. Don't don't put up a front or whatever. Be honest with them and say I'm struggling. I'm struggling with whatever thoughts, whatever sin, and everything. And find some people who will love you even through the bad choices. Because if we stop loving people when they make a bad choice, well, I would people stop loving me a long time ago. It's we're gonna make bad choices. Find some people, one or two even around you, will say, "You know what? I love Jesus and I love you enough to walk with you through this time and help you get back up
0: again." That's so good, Will. So good. Yeah, it's, it's something that you know I've been. Because I think it was 2019, that's what really, uh, fall 2019, that was really where I, because I really, I really felt bad. Like, I remember Ron was really, you know, giving me these contacts of people that I can, you know, reach out to. You know, for me and my brokenness, I chose to stay in that. Mm. And it really, it really, I still regret it to this day and I still feel bad about it is that, you know, I did in a sensible way I pushed you know I pushed around away I was like I wasn't receiving his help when he was still willing to help me and like and that's where you know God really showed me a lot about you know of who I am mm. you know a little little shameless plug here <laughs> <laughs> I made a whole project about like who I am like who am I yeah and that's something that I really struggled with I was like well who really am I you know and that's where I got that saying. It was like I, you know, I really forgot who God is because you know when I sin, when I sin and I fall and like I like I stumble, God isn't like oh man you messed up like yeah you should be ashamed of yourself and like that's not who God is. God is like that's okay that's okay. Let's get back up. Let's walk through this together. Find some people around you that you can talk this out with pray about it can you know spend time with me just sit with me and i was like and that's where i got that you know this is who god is god is loving caring mercy graceful faithful truthful and all the you know all these things that god has really have definitely just reminded me like okay this is who i am he's like but now let me tell you who you are and that's where that whole and that's where that's
1: where the turnaround comes when you not only see who you are and who god created you to be but then you can help others see who they were made to be and that's what that's what you're doing and i would say for those who don't know res roots is part of the hope team here yeah. so appropriately named because you guys are bringing hope to people through things like it through your own experiences and uh, i i i don't want to sound like a dad here um but i am one so uh the uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm really proud of you guys I'm just. I'm really proud of what you're doing here because it is making a difference for your people and for others too. Beyond, uh, just this is stuff. This is truth that applies not just to Native America, but well beyond that too. So you guys are helping bring hope to some people who really need it.
0: Another uh, another thing I wanted to talk about too was how would you encourage? Like so, I'm gonna be honest. You're you're gonna be Talking to me, hear me preaching to me with this question, (laughs) but maybe there's somebody out there that is struggling to figure out what is our next step. Mm -hmm. And for you, you know, you're you're experienced in a lot in Native ministry. You've been, you actually were a part of the Jumpstart Ministry Mm -hmm. out there and Hopi. I knew, I'm, I'm pretty sure there were some some crazy challenges along going into that ministry and being out there in the trenches. So I wanted to ask, like, how would you encourage a young Native believer to step out and go back to wherever God is calling them? I, the where you ended is really key, where God is calling
1: them, because there is, a, I, I, People, one of the biggest questions people ask is, how do I find out God's will? And it's like, they, all of a sudden your voice changes when it's like, God's will. And it's like, well, no, it's there. They're, we're figuring out God's plan for our lives. And he does have a plan for us. And where that starts, quite honestly, and I don't mean that people are going to be like, oh, great. It's the church answer. But it is. it starts with spending daily time with Jesus. Because the more that you spend time with him and just talk with him, like you're talking with a friend, then the more you learn what his voice sounds like. And the more you learn to hear him in small God's will things like, Hey, what do you want me to do? Going with the On Eagles Wings team, hearing his voice, like you guys did. Do does he want me to do that this year? You start listening and hearing his voice in some of these not huge life decisions, maybe they may turn out to be part of a bigger life decision. But then when the time comes and you're used to hearing his voice, then you can say, God, where would you have me? Where do you want me to go next? And he'll give you that piece of Christ. I was talking to someone yesterday that I just said they were going to go to this one college and they felt really good about it. And they were excited about it. And they went to go visit it. And all of a sudden, no one in the mom and dad had been excited and everything. And through this college visit, all of a sudden they were just like, this isn't it. And they couldn't explain it. They're like, that makes no sense that this isn't it, but they chose to go to a different school. And It was because they had been spending time with Jesus and listening. And so even though you can't explain, there are going to be people who, wait, you're going to go do what? That doesn't make any sense. I mean, my friends were like, wait, you're moving to Arizona. You're going to be living on a reservation. I don't, for how long? I'm like, I don't know. God just said, go. I'm just going to go and we'll see where, where he leads. But so I think it's to know that if you're hearing his voice, then you can feel confidence in going. I want to be very clear about something. It's still going to be hard. A lot of people don't talk about that with the Christian walk, that it's just like, oh, if I'm following Jesus, because it does say, the Bible says his burden is light. His yoke is easy, his burden is light. It is lighter than what the world throws at us. When you look at it, the first couple months on the reservation, I knew God had called me there. I started questioning it because I got lonely, because it got hard, because I'm just like, God, really? This is, this is so different than anything I've ever known. And then he started speaking to him and saying, No, don't let the enemy get to you in those doubt, in that doubt and everything. You've got to keep focusing on what I've asked you to do and saw things really turn around. But So it'll be hard, but uh, make sure you're following where he asks you to go. And I'm just going to give a couple quick tips here, which uh, I can't even imagine how long this episode's going to be. But um, the, uh, uh, the a couple quick tips are don't go someplace just because someone asks you to go there. There's a lot of native young people I know that have been thrown off course and had really actually fallen hard because someone said, we've got a church and we need someone to step into leadership there. And it was someone who wasn't ready for leadership. It wasn't, they weren't ready for those positions. They needed to grow more first. And so don't just go the, uh, my dad says a lot of times, a need doesn't mean it's a calling for you. There's needs all around us. You've got to make sure it's something God's calling you to. Secondly, would be consistent and stick with it. Know that if you keep showing up and you stay consistent, God is going to use you where he calls you. And the other thing would just be don't feel like you got to start your own thing. Go with something God is already working in, if at all possible, whether it is a local church or a local ministry or, you know, something that where they're making a difference and you can learn from people. You know, you even look at your guy's setup here. The hope team's part of Indian Baba college. You guys are in a place where you've got support, but we're also giving you some freedom to do some things and to make a difference in a way that makes sense to you guys. So find a place you're going to learn stuff. You're going to be in a in settings where it's like, this is frustrating. They're telling me to do something <laughs> I don't want to do. And it's like, I had to clean the bathroom again. And it's <laughs> like, ministry is messy. It gets, sometimes it's like you're doing stuff you don't want to do. But it's all part of learning things that God really is going to use in the future for you. I used to be the bookkeeper for our, when I was up on the reservation, I used to be keeping the books. I'm not a math guy. I didn't go to jail. So that's a good start. But um, but it is, you now I use some of those things God taught me through that in roles he gives me now. So you never know what he's going to use. So be patient, stick with with stuff, and don't feel like you got to be like, I'm starting my own thing because no one gets me. Maybe they don't get you, but you also need to get them and learn how to work together. So it's really, God's will is about learning to take simple steps that lead to the bigger steps in life and really listening to him. So hopefully that's helpful. There's no secret formula for, (laughs) if you pray four times a day for a week, you're going to know God's will. I mean, you just got to... formula. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. (laughs) So there you go.
0: Yeah, I was going to say too, it's it's because, you know, as a senior... You know, Kelly, when you become a senior, we think are, you'll get there, Kelly. People, <laughs> <Sorry>. so <laughs> people are gonna keep asking you Oh, you're a senior. What are you gonna do after? Oh, they ask me that already. I <laughs> uh, was like, uh, yep. Yeah. And then um, there was a, you know, he's a really old, wise man, very, very old. Roger Scarborough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. but uh, <laughs> Not for no, but yeah, he uh. He was asking me, like, hey, Will, uh, what are do you doing for the summer? I'm like, no clue yet. I'm just, right now, I'm just trying to finish up school here. Yeah. And then uh, he was like, all right, so what about after you're done? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> but then he was like, he was like, well, I'll tell you this. When Even when you're my age, you're still taking it one step at a time. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's so good. Like he's very old and wise. So. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I've
1: got some thoughts on Summer if you'd like to hear him later. <laughs> <laughs> no, I i think it's it's really true. And you don't have to feel like everyone expects you to have everything figured out right away. Just make sure that you're uh you're doing what God's asking you to do and I I love the definition again that I uh, dad drops a lot of wisdom. Uh, the um, the it's it's the shoes. But when you <laughs> talk about the God's call for your life, a calling on a life is something you can't not do. I like how he says that, where it's just because there's lots of things we can do and help people, and it's a good thing. But you've got to figure out what's the thing you can't not do for Jesus. Where he's saying your life, you're not going to be satisfied unless you're doing what I'm asking you to do right now. It's because when you walk in that, man, it makes all the difference and you're able to do stuff. I love someone yesterday was talking to me about what we do. And I said, I love what she's like. I'm so glad you're doing what you're doing. And I'm like, I'm just grateful I get to do what I'm doing. And she Mm -hmm. said, I can tell because when you talk about it, there is joy and you light up about it. I'm just like, I hope that's always the case because it's what God has called and what he's put on my heart. So make sure it's something that you just know God has called me to do this and I can't not do this because he has put it on my heart. Even if it doesn't make sense to your family, yeah. Even if it doesn't make sense to your friends because it's that's going to happen. But if it makes sense between you and Jesus, that's what makes the most
0: difference all right so definitely thank you for the the tips the formula no i was kidding yeah the- <laughs> secret sauce yeah it's like i'm gonna do the four prayers i'm gonna try it out <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> no but uh i just i just do want to say thank you though for coming on this podcast it was fun would love to keep going but um, we're almost pushing about 50 minutes. Wow, oh my so, goodness. Yes. You're like, we're gonna cut
1: a lot of this. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: no, but, uh, I
1: love this. I real I'm grateful for the opportunity. And like I said, you guys keep rocking it because uh more people need to be listening and sharing this with friends. If you're I uh, I'm gonna give you guys a plug. If you are listening right now, and I whatever platform you're listening on, if you can review. And subscribe to it. The more you do that, not just give a rating, but review it, it puts it out there for more people. It's not about popularity for this podcast, it's about the reach of it. So make sure that you are sharing this with friends, share it on Facebook, social media, Instagram, wherever you're at. Make sure you're sharing this because then more people hear it and can get encouraged by what God's doing through Res Roots and the Hope Team here. And uh, listen to Will's music.
0: Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Another shameless plug. Thank (laughs) you. (laughs) Now, I was going to quickly ask any updates on where your leadership summit yeah i i will uh,
1: tell you now probably by the time this comes up people may have already heard but the theme for wls this year you know we're hoping that it is normal wls that everyone's able to come no weird precaution things or anything i mean life starting to get back to normal and all that so uh we uh the theme for this year's wls is rebels yeah that's (laughs) true there you go it is it's about uh just living as rebels in the world we're in that everyone's saying hey live this way this is about being rebels for the creator god for jesus and learning how to do that together and by the way the cover for the brochure it's one of the sweetest i've seen i really like it but um so we're going to be uh done in that and we've got two musical guests this year for the first time in a long time. We've got Seventh Day Slumber for those who love rock. Oh, yeah. And we've got Social Club Misfits for those who oh, yeah, live the hippity hap. So there you go. <laughs> That's more me. Um, so we've got uh we've got both of them come because this year we're celebrating 30 years of on Eagles wings. 30 years. That's right. 30 years, and I've been involved since the beginning. Started when I was two. No, <laughs> uh, I wish. Um, but so yeah, it is uh we've got that coming up June 30th through July 5th. And we already know some no, new groups that are uh, planning to come be with us and everything. Um, and then obviously on Eagles Wings team and going from there. So we're and if anyone wants info about WS OEW whatever, just uh, I'll give him Nick's address because
0: Nick can field yeah, all the Nick, questions. Happy birthday, Nick! Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so like, I don't know when this will be up. Happy birthday, Nick!
1: Mm-hmm. Nick at oneagleswings Pretty simple. He's an awesome dude. Reach out to him and he can help answer your questions. Or at least some of
0: them. <laughs> He'll make stuff up if not. <laughs> oh man, miss Nick. But yeah, man, thank you for uh, coming out, hanging out, and really excited for this. Um, also, this actually, this might be a part of uh, part of a radio station whoa really so that's another thing that i was gonna promote too is that we'll actually be there'll be some of our podcasts that we broadcast on a radio station that is sweet with um chuck harper
1: nice oh man they they cover a lot of areas that'd yeah, be really
0: awesome so that's another another so chuck knows a good thing yeah that's good so definitely a lot of good moves here with the res roots but Yeah, so thank you guys for hanging out. Hope you guys have a good week, good weekend, whenever this is up. Be patient with us. You know, we're college kids. uh, Final papers and (laughs) staying up late. Uh, monsters and <laughs> ramen noodles <laughs> <laughs> the health food <laughs> yeah Berto is down the road um, there's just so much going on but do appreciate you know the people that do you know give us the feedback and do appreciate the people that actually listen and also promote and shop us share but yeah so again thank you for hanging out love you guys peace.